This is Brain Diet, a life coaching podcast, episode number 95. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Brain Diet. I am trying to calm down a little bit. I'm trying to get into my thinking mode and my podcasting mode, and I'm trying to get my voice to sound as normal as it can, because my husband and I were just, just before I sat down to record this, we were watching a reel on Instagram of blindfolded kids that were identifying their moms among a row of women, and it was not even three seconds into the reel before I'm like sobbing. <laughs> it was actually the second time that I'd watched it. I'd seen it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to show my husband. Anyway, so I have teary eyes and I'm trying to um, speak in a way that uh, is going to be useful for <laughs> this episode. Anyway, so if I sound like I've been crying, it's because I have, because I love kids and I love moms. Moms are amazing and parenthood is awesome and end of story. There you have it. Um, totally unrelated to what we are discussing in today's episode, we are discussing fear. Fear is something that has been a little bit more present for me in my life, and especially in the last year. It's been something that I have been experiencing a lot, and I've been doing so much work on the emotion, how I relate to the emotion. And I wanted to share today some really important points that have helped me as I relate to fear. And I just think are really useful as it is an emotion that we all experience. We all have that built within us to feel fear. So we're talking about that today. We're talking about fear. Fear is an emotion with a purpose. Of all of the emotions that we are capable of experiencing the emotions that we are capable of creating with the way that we are thinking. Fear is definitely one that stands out as one that has a purpose that needs to be there in order for us to be able to survive if we needed to. If we are feeling afraid, we are able to act very quickly and reactively in a way that is usually most inclined to help us survive. And so having fear is a very purposeful emotion. But what we do is, though it is very useful and a great emotion, a very helpful emotion, is we are so afraid of feeling fear, we are afraid of the emotion, that we kind of end up being afraid of the fear and then we are staying in those layers of fear when there's really nothing to fear. See what I'm saying? (laughs) Where it's like we are failing ahead of time, which essentially means we don't actually have anything to fear, but we're so afraid of feeling fear that we end up just feeling the fear now when we don't even have legitimate reason to feel it. The same thing happens with the emotion of worry or anxiety, for example, is we can be so worried about something happening because what we are afraid of is the emotions that we would experience should something happen. And so we're like, I'm so worried that this is going to happen and I'm going to feel these emotions. So I'm just going to kind of bring up all of those emotions now, even though the thing itself hasn't even happened and actualized yet. This is this failure ahead of time. I'm so worried about something happening that it hasn't happened yet. So I'm just going to waste time now worrying about it. Isn't that interesting? Like we're so afraid of certain emotions that we end up worrying about 
experiencing them, which then just compounds emotions more than it would be a problem if we just felt the emotion in the first place, right? So again, fear is a really good thing. We are actually really lucky that we have the ability to feel fear. We are able to have that innate sense within us that helps us survive. We want that. We want to survive. We want to be able to feel fear and react in such a way that will help us. It's essentially a message from our brain that's saying, hey, this might be dangerous or this is dangerous. What do we need to do? We need to problem solve right now. How can we problem solve in response to this thing that we are deeming as dangerous? This is what fear does for us. It's a really great thing. Fear is ordinarily very intuitive and it's very smart until our brain becomes misinformed about what it needs to fear. A misinformed fear for me, for example, is when I am watching true crime documentaries. After I finish watching these documentaries, it's really difficult for me to go to bed because I have all sorts of fears about horrible things happening that I didn't even know were possible to happen because I watched these true crime documentaries, which I continue to watch. Why do I do this to myself? I just am so fascinated by them and I love watching them. But essentially what happens is my brain starts to get really afraid and there isn't a legitimate reason for me to feel fear in that moment. There is no threat to my life. It's not my intuition saying we need to run for our lives in this moment. It's just my brain being misinformed and saying, hey, there is potential danger here. Should we run? Should we run? Should we run? Right? And of course, after watching these documentaries, it's like, no, we just got to go to bed. There's no real thing to be afraid of here. It's the same thing before I perform. Before I sing, my brain sometimes will offer me thoughts that create a lot of fear for me. And I will notice the fear and be like, okay, is this a really genuine reason to be afraid? Do I need to run for my life right now? It might feel like it, but the truth is no. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is if I were to walk up on stage and trip and fall and feel humiliated or embarrassed, right? This fear is ultimately of me feeling humiliation or feeling embarrassed, which those emotions are just vibrations that we're totally capable of processing and feeling. I'm totally capable of feeling those things. I have felt those things before and I'm still alive. So when my brain offers me this fear, like, oh, we shouldn't do that. We should run for our lives. That's when it becomes easier to say, I know what you're doing, but you're also just misinformed. There's nothing really life-threatening here. There's nothing to be afraid of. When it comes to fear, we almost talk about it as if it's a valid reason not to do something. For example, if you have something in your life that you want to do, and you immediately think, well, I'm just, I'm too afraid to do that. It's like, well, wait, why? What are you afraid of? You're afraid of experiencing an emotion, which you're totally capable of feeling if you just deliberately decided to. Fear and not taking action is essentially just a reflection of some things in your mind that need to be cleaned up. Because if you really were to allow yourself to go to the worst case scenario of what it is that you were afraid of, it wouldn't kill you. It would be something you would be totally capable of handling. When we do this, when we use fear as a legitimate reason to not do something, it prevents us from becoming who we're meant to become. It prevents us from evolving into the next versions of ourselves. It prevents us from growing and it keeps us from living into our potential. There are so many things in my past that I did, even though I was afraid, that I have benefited so much from now. I mean, even going back to when I was in seventh grade and I was terrified to audition for the school musical. And I remember being this little 13 year old and standing up on this massive stage in front of, I mean, there were probably, there were so many kids there. There were probably 
like a hundred plus kids. It was a really big auditorium. And I was terrified as this little young girl standing up there to sing a solo to audition for this musical. But that was kind of the catalyst to set into motion so many things in my life, all because I was willing to be afraid and to do that thing. I didn't die. And there were so many more opportunities that came because of that. Because I knew I wouldn't die if I were feeling nervous and still performed. It allowed me to perform more. It allowed me to show up even though I might have been scared and nervous. So what I want to offer you is that feeling the fear and doing it anyway is one of the best gifts that you can give yourself. Feeling fear and taking action proves our worst fears wrong. When you are afraid and you do something and you are still okay on the other side of it, It provides information to your brain of like, oh, maybe I was just misinformed. We are actually really capable and nothing has gone wrong. Most of us would be much more successful than you would be otherwise if we just let ourselves feel fear and do things anyway. But what we do instead is the emotion comes up for us and we make it mean that something has gone wrong. We're like, oh, wait, maybe this is a life or death situation. And not that we're thinking that consciously. I think if any of us really looked at what it was that we were afraid of, we would be able to at least logically recognize that it wasn't life or death. But when we can really drop into that truth, it becomes easier to do the thing. Like there is nothing that is really at stake here. The worst thing that could happen is I could feel an emotion. And when you can learn how to feel those emotions, imagine the things that you would be willing to do and capable of doing. So instead of experiencing fear and making it mean that something has gone wrong, we can look at fear and realize it just means, hey, pay attention. Let's be cautious, let's be smart, and we're going to move forward anyway. Again, it's worth hearing out and listening. Oh, I have this fear. I have this intuitive thing within me. Let's hear it out. See if it's anything legitimate that I want to listen to. Odds are it's probably not. Mostly because we aren't threatened with our life every single day, and yet we still experience a lot of fear. Most of the time, the fear isn't a legitimate reason to not do something. Because of course, we do need fear for certain things, but we overindulge in it for things where it's just not necessary to listen to. We want fear when it comes to things in the moment. We don't want to jump out of a moving car. But when it comes to public speaking, for example, that fear isn't a life or death moment. And yet we overindulge in that fear as a way to not take action and to not grow into the next version of ourselves. And so when we have it, we make it mean that we should stop doing what we're doing. But feeling fear and taking action is truly one of the most powerful things that you can do for yourself. I had a relatively big business opportunity and it definitely required me to put myself out there in a way and risk rejection and do things that totally scared me and made me want to throw up. (laughs) I was feeling so much fear around it. And even as I was sitting at my computer, I was sending off the um, emails in order to get it out into the world and risk that rejection. And my hands were shaking and I wish you could, I almost took a picture. It was so funny how sweaty I got. Like my armpits got so sweaty and you could see it all through my shirt where I'm like, well, that right there, my friends, is some fear showing. And I sent the emails anyway. I sent it out. I felt the fear and did it anyway. And here I am. I'm alive. I didn't die. And even if someone rejects me, I'm going to be okay. I might feel sad. I might feel disappointed. I'm totally willing to feel those things for the sake of the growth potential that I know is in this opportunity for me. So when you have fear, instead of pushing it away and trying to talk yourself out of it, you can pay attention and listen to it and just let it in. Let it be a part of what you're doing and know that that fear is what's between you and what you want. There's no need to get rid of fear. 
There is a difference between fear and fight or flight. There is a conscious thinking part of our brain. We as humans are the only living things that have the ability to create fear with a thought, right? Thoughts create emotions and we have that ability to create that for ourselves. But that does require the thinking part of our brain. Whereas when you are in the fight or flight state, it kind of bypasses that conscious thinking part of your brain and goes straight into the intuition. This is what animals do, right? If they're being chased, they jump right into action. And then when the threat is neutralized, they don't feel afraid anymore. They don't feel that fight or flight. It's just as needed when really their life is threatened. So fight or flight being something that bypasses thinking, that's another thing that really serves us well most of the time, is if we are startled, if there's something that is immediately threatening to us, we are able to jump into action without having to think through it, without having to pause too long. Um, it's a beautiful gift that we have, again, this ability to react if we need to, to either save ourselves or to save someone that's in danger. Fear really does serve us, just not most of the time, like I mentioned, because we aren't being threatened. Fear that is actually the most useful and serves us the very most is when it happens in the moment. Like I need to feel fear to solve this problem that's right in front of me. And this is something like if my kids were to run into the middle of the road, I would be just completely consumed by fear and I would drop everything, run out, save them, right? This fear would be really valuable to me in that moment because nothing else would matter. I would be able to act on that fear and do it in a way that was really useful for me. But if I sit here right now in my office and am afraid about my child running into the road, it doesn't prevent that from happening and nor does it help me take action that is useful in preventing it, right? I just get worried and I I sit here and stew about it like, oh my gosh, what if they run out into the road? But it doesn't accomplish anything for me. But when you're feeling it in the moment, you feel it and you use it. You use it in your favor. We don't resist it. We're like, great, this is here, I can act. Fear that is the problem is actually the fear of the future. It's not even a real problem yet. We don't even know if it's going to happen, right? And I've mentioned this a a minute ago, but there are things in the future that we are unsure of. And for some reason, we are afraid of them. My daughter bonked her head on this chest that we have in our living room and you know she cried and I think she got a little cut and was feeling so sad and a few inches next to where she bonked her head was this like sharp thing that could have impaled her eye and you know of course as a mom your brain just goes to this worst case scenario and for me sitting there feeling fear of like oh my gosh what if that would have happened what if something like that happens again what if she bonks her head and is a few inches over and loses her eyesight when i'm thinking that way it just makes me frazzled and i'm not able to live in the moment it doesn't allow me to to save her it doesn't allow me to be productive and problem solving it's just something that i sit and stew in so fear of the future is where the problem is so for you if you have that fear of the future of something that has yet to happen you can zoom into what is happening right now Because everything that's happening right now is fine. Whatever it is that you are afraid of in the future hasn't happened. So right now, things are okay. I was reading a fiction book a while ago, and just in this fiction book, this uh, protagonist used this technique, and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that. That's a technique that people use in coaching and in therapy, where when you are feeling this fear of the future, you drop into this moment right now, and you name five things that you can see. 
You name five things that you can hear, five things that you can touch, five things that you can smell as a way of using those senses to bring you back into the moment instead of allowing your brain to run wild and to be afraid of things that have yet to happen. So this is a great way to manage your fear when it comes up for yourself is to notice that in the moment you are fine. And to prove that to yourself by engaging all of your senses to zoom right into the moment where you are instead of being somewhere else. And you can always ask yourself if you are feeling the emotion, is this fear helping me at all right now? And that can be a genuine question. You can notice the fear and ask yourself this question and answer it and then decide how you want to move forward. Many times, like I said, fear does not allow us to show up in the useful way that it's meant to, right? It's not helping us run and prevent people from getting hit by cars. I feel like I can talk myself into fear so easily and then it completely distracts me. Here is another really important piece to fear that I think is crucial to the idea of the emotion. Resistance of fear is what we're more afraid of than actually feeling the fear. If you think about humans, I mean, we do things to deliberately feel fear. We go through haunted houses, we watch scary movies, we do things that bring up this fear for us. And when we do this, when we're doing it deliberately, we just let that fear pass through us and we almost enjoy it. I feel like I really, really used to enjoy scary movies and then something about when I had kids, I just couldn't watch them anymore. I mean, if this episode is any evidence, apparently I'm just becoming a softie because everything with my kids, I'm like either sobbing or feeling fear. (laughs) I told you this was coming up a lot for me. (laughs) Anyway, but when we have these things on purpose that we want to deliberately scare ourselves with, it doesn't become a problem. We don't resist the fear. We just feel it. We enjoy it. We embrace it. But the resistance of fear, the fighting against it, the thinking it shouldn't be there, that's what is actually a problem. And I think that that's what we're afraid of. We aren't aware that feeling the fear isn't a problem. We think that feeling the fear looks like the resistance of it, when in reality, that's exhausting and that is problematic. But the emotion in and of itself, if you allowed it to be there, if you felt it, it wouldn't be a problem for you. So when you are feeling it, you can describe what it feels like to feel fear as if you were describing it to someone else that couldn't experience emotions. Like, what does it feel like to feel fear? It's actually not that big of a deal. Another thing that we can do with fear is we can layer it on top of other things. Whenever I take my kids to the doctor and they have to get their shots, they are overcome with fear and the fear becomes so much more of a problem than the actual pain of the shot that their experience is a little bit intense because of this fear that they have when if they just were willing to feel the pain and not so afraid of it, it wouldn't be a problem for them. Fear is not useful to us when we layer it on top of other things. It is useful to us in the moment when we need to act. Otherwise, it generally doesn't serve us. So if you're experiencing it, there is nothing to fear when it comes to feeling fear. For me, it feels kind of like a sting in my chest and it feels really heavy and tight. But if I just breathe into that and I allow for that, it's not a problem. It's just some tightness, some heaviness, a stinging in my chest. Totally doable. All of the good stuff in life is simply on the other side of fear. And what's interesting is we create fear with our minds. The way that we are thinking is what creates fear. And so essentially the only thing between us and what we want is the way that we're thinking, the thoughts that we are thinking that create this fear that prevent us from taking action. Anything that I don't have in this moment 
it's only because I'm afraid to do the work that's required to get those things. And so there have been so many things, especially within this past year, that I've been so afraid to do, and I've done them anyway. And because of that, my personal growth has been substantial, but also the results that I've been able to create in my life and in my business have been really noticeable, all because I've been willing to feel fear and do things anyway. So sometimes our inclination is to resist fear, like I mentioned, but another thing that we can do when it comes to fear is we can just avoid it. And so instead of allowing ourselves to feel afraid, we kind of make excuses ahead of time. It's like if you want to do something, you just pretend that you're confused and don't know if it's possible. So essentially you'll just stay in indecision and say, oh, I'm just not sure if I can do that. And it's as an excuse to not feel the fear and do the thing. So if you notice yourself in a constant space of like confusion and indecision, oftentimes that can be an indication that you're trying to get ahead of fear as opposed to just allowing yourself to feel it and do the thing anyway. If you can learn to expose yourself to fear over and over and over again, you will be limitless in the possibilities of what you can create both personally and externally in your life. So consider how you can increase your willingness to feel the fear and do the scary thing anyway and trust that you're going to be okay. It's not going to kill you. Give yourself some evidence that you are so much stronger than you even know. So feel the fear, do the things. I love you all, and I will talk to you next week. (laughs) 